0: Chaplain Denny, if you please. Sure. I'm Chaplain Denny. I'm the full-time support chaplain for this great state of South Carolina. If you would,
1: would you please pray with me? Gracious Lord, we pause from this day uh, to lift up our state and Florida and Georgia and, and those other potential states that could be impacted by Hurricane Ian. We ask that you help us to practice sound wisdom and prudent judgment as we prepare for and navigate the potential for this storm. So Lord, keep us safe, watch over us, and help us to always bring your honor, praise, and glory. And I pray this in your mighty name, Lord.
2: Amen.
0: Thank you. We have several speakers and those to answer questions. John Quirello with the National Weather Service. John.
1: Thank you, Governor. Hello, everyone. I'm John Quirello with the National Weather Service. Uh, Ian will likely bring widespread impacts to the state of South Carolina both coastal and inland, beginning Thursday and persisting into the weekend. There's potential for tropical storm force winds, storm surge flooding along the coast, heavy rainfall and flash flooding inland, and isolated tornadoes. Ian is currently a Category 3 hurricane with wind speeds of 120 miles per hour. It's located about 255 miles south of Sarasota, Florida, and moving north at 10 miles an hour. Tropical storm and storm surge watches were issued earlier this morning for the coast from Charleston County south through the Georgia state line. Ian is currently forecast to approach the west coast of Florida as a major hurricane on Wednesday. Lift northeast across the peninsula on Thursday and early Friday, before lifting north, likely as a tropical storm, across portions of Georgia and South Carolina on Saturday. Given uncertainty in the track, It's certainly possible that Ian could cross Florida into the Atlantic before turning north and directly impacting the coast. The current weather pattern will result in strengthening wind and increasing storm surge well ahead of Ian's approach. Breezy conditions could occur on Thursday with tropical storm force winds possible across most of the state by Friday and persisting into Saturday. These strong onshore winds will result in a prolonged period of storm surge inundation beginning Thursday and likely continuing through Saturday. Significant inundation of two to four feet above ground level is expected along the southern and central portions of the South Carolina coast with those in low-lying, flood-prone areas being especially vulnerable. Periods of heavy rainfall late Thursday through Saturday, could produce flash flooding inland from the coast and perhaps uh, landslides in the higher elevations in the upstate of South Carolina. Please remember not to focus on the category of the storm, but rather the forecasted impacts, which again could be significant across much of the state late this week into the weekend. And we remind everyone to stay tuned to changes in the forecast. Um, You could go to hurricanes.gov, which is the National Hurricane Center,
0: or from your local Weather Service office. Thank you. And we'll answer questions, uh, everyone, when we get through with uh, these first preliminary remarks. Uh, The main thing I want to assure all South Carolinians is is that we are fully prepared. Uh, The uh, people you see here are part of a a much larger team that includes people in the the counties and uh, national observers as well. But we are fully prepared for whatever comes. Uh, These very people that you see here, you've you've seen them all before. We've been through a lot of hurricanes and tornadoes and other storms together. And uh, we are fully prepared and will be making announcements uh, as as necessary. And we would urge everyone again, as we always do, to to get your information from official sources, uh, which is uh, not always social media. We we want to try to to be sure that our people are, are well informed. We don't want to uh, in unduly interrupt uh, the schools or the businesses and their normal activities their normal daily activities. But we know that we're going to have a lot of water. We're going to have some wind. Uh, to be a tropical storm, you have to be at, I think, 37 or 39 miles an hour. And the hurricanes, you know, are much, much faster than that. But we know that we're going to experience some, some rough weather and we'll be making announcements uh, as necessary, full announcements when the when the time comes. So, uh, stay tuned. Again, we have a we have the probably as experienced a team as there is, and, and great assets, uh, in in our state. And so we we will we'll keep everyone informed, and, and and we're ready. So at this time, we'll start with Director
3: Ken Stinson. If you please, yes, sir. Yeah, Kim Stenson, uh, Director of South Carolina Emergency Management Division. Uh, my first point really is, uh, echoing what the governor's already said, is that Team South Carolina has had a great deal of experience uh, preparing for, responding to, and recovering from uh, hurricanes and tropical uh, storms over the last several years. And this is one of our greatest strengths. Uh, we're closely monitoring Hurricane Ian forecasts and working closely with the uh, local authorities, county emergency managers, our state partners, and obviously the National Weather Service to respond to the storm. Uh, we started conducting uh, daily coordination calls with the local authorities, county emergency managers last Sunday to identify any uh, issues or unmet needs, and uh, right now counties are reporting no unmet needs. Uh, however, we have a logistic system in place uh, to assist local authorities uh, should the need arise. And uh, that system was most recently uh, validated extensively during COVID operations. Uh, important for all of us to have emergency plans uh, in place for whatever disaster situation that we might encounter and may find ourselves in, and of course, uh, Hurricane Ian is no different, and we all need to be our own emergency managers. Uh, residents should review their uh personal safety plans and consider actions uh, that would uh, they'd need to take if threatened by any storm or any disaster, really, uh, including uh, having bottled water and uh, non-perishable food uh, for, three, for every person in the family uh, for a three-day period, and then certainly having you know, items like weather radios, uh, batteries, flashlights, and chargers available, uh, knowing where important documents are, uh, such as birth certificates and insurance policies. Uh, in the event uh, residents must leave their homes. And certainly staying tuned uh, to local media for the latest advisories from the National Weather Service and the National Hurricane Center. And then, as the governor said, uh, following trusted, verified sources uh, for the latest news and be prepared to uh, follow the instructions of state and local public safety officials. And then, lastly, uh, it's very important uh If you live in a low-lying area or, you know, in a coastal area, that you definitely need to have a plan, uh, depending on what the situation is going to be, but definitely need to have a plan, and John already mentioned that. Uh, And to help with uh, planning, uh, we encourage all our residents uh, to visit uh, our website at SCEMD.org. It's got a wealth of information in there for individuals, families, and businesses. Uh, and preparing for emergency situations. We also have our South Carolina Emergency Manager app. It's also a great tool, which includes a module that allows citizens to create their own personal plan. And then finally, we need to remember collectively here in the state that hurricanes and tropical storms are not just a coastal event. Uh, The effects of a hurricane or tropical storm uh, can be felt throughout South Carolina, and right now that's what it's forecast to be is uh, all our residents will be impacted uh, in some way, either through uh, rain or wind. Thank you. Okay, thank you.
0: Nanette Edwards, Office of Regulatory
4: Staff. Uh, Thank you, Governor. Uh, Nanette Edwards, I'm the Executive Director for the South Carolina Office Regulatory Staff. Uh, We work with utilities and fuel suppliers. Right now, based on the information that you've heard, uh, the utilities are preparing Um, right now. They're anticipating some sporadic outages, Uh, so we urge you to prepare for that possibility um, as outlined by Mr. Stinson. Um, If you are a medical needs customer and you are reliant on power, we would recommend that you look at making some alternative arrangements as you track the trajectory of the storm. Um, With regard to fuel supplies, we are in good shape. We are not anticipating any issues with fuel. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Dr. Simmer. Thank you, Governor. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dr. Ed Simmer, director of the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control. Uh, We are working with our health care facilities, dam owners, and drinking and wastewater systems across the state to ensure everyone is ready for this storm and that we minimize the impact on the people of South Carolina. Specific to dams, we are working together with other state agencies and local authorities and dam owners to make sure our dams are safe. Uh, we just put a news release out yesterday with some guidance for dam owners. Specifically, we want them to make sure their spillways are clear of any debris so that they can work if they, if they do get excessive water behind their dam. And also to consider lowering the water level in their dam if needed uh, to, again, allow for increased water with the great amount of rain that we're likely to get. Uh, certainly before lowering the water level, please coordinate with other dam owners on that same watershed, with uh, folks who are downstream from the dam, Um, You know, and very importantly, make sure you're monitoring your dam throughout this event. And if you think your dam is at imminent risk of failure, first of all, please call 911, notify local authorities, notify those who are downstream, and then also contact DHAC. Uh, We have dam inspectors on duty. They're out in the state right now checking some of our high-risk dams. They will be available immediately after the storm. If you think you have problems, they'll be available to come out help you provide technical assistance to ensure we do not have any uh, negative impacts. Also please visit our website scdhec.gov forward slash dams, which provides more information about how to manage dam safety. And again, if you have any questions, please reach out to us. We're here to help. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you, Dr. Summer. Well, again, we urge everybody to think ahead and be prepared. The time to get ready is now. We We don't know what's coming or when. But I'd remind everybody when we speak of a plan, that is, know if, if the, the, the hurricane arrives at your front door, you need to know ahead of time where you're going to go, when you're going to go, who's going to be there, what you're taking with you, where are your important papers, insurance policies, what do you do with your pets, your animals. What do you tell your relatives? All those kind of things. Take whatever medications you need. These are the things that you, you need to, to always be prepared in case of any sort of emergency. But, but here, here's one that may be coming uh, to our doorstep. So are there any questions from anyone here?
2: Governor, are there any plans for the schools that's coming Friday? Any closing
4: of schools or
0: anything? Uh, we, we are, of course, in, in contact with the Department of Education, but those decisions will all depend on what's happening. Uh, we have the people in the uh, in the county areas that are in contact as well but I, we, we've been in contact with uh, Clemson and Carolina about uh, the, the classes and activities but everybody's watching now we really don't know what is going to happen but again we need to be prepared and be watchful.
4: Governor have there been any plans made related to potential evacuations of low-lying areas near the coast
0: we haven't made the well the plans have already been made you can find those on the uh, on the website that Mr. Stimson mentioned to find your route, find how to get out of wherever you are, uh, know the roads, and also remember, uh, listen to the official sources. Uh, don't, don't follow those social media posts, because a lot of times they, they're in error. Uh, but uh, those plans are ready. They have not been activated. We haven't started blocking roads or closing, anything like that. We may not have <coughs> to. hope we don't have to. But those are the things that everyone needs to be prepared
2: about. Governor, if the call is made to to evacuate, when do you expect that call to be made?
0: It'll be made when necessary. We don't know when that's going to be because we still don't know exactly where the storm, where it's coming, when it's going to get here. We know it is going to arrive. We know we're going to have a lot, some flooding. We know we're going to have some high water. Uh, that's already been mentioned, but we beyond that, it's too early to
2: say. If it does go over over the Atlantic, how strong can the storm get? I guess that's, that's
1: a question for John. Uh, if it does emerge into the Atlantic, um, on the current track that's out there, on the current forecast out there now, it's still forecast to be a tropical storm. Um, but certainly whenever the tropical system is out over warmer waters, it has the potential to at least maintain intensity or maybe even strengthen a little bit. So it's something we'd want to closely monitor if it does make it into the Atlantic. How long is it there? Where are the conditions like? Are they favorable for it to maintain its intensity or is it still going to weaken some? And we just don't have those answers just yet. Something we'll kind of continue to monitor here over the next day or two. But, you know, whether it stays inland or does move over the ocean, I think for the most part, the impacts are generally going to be the same. We're going to see some, you know, storm surge inundation along the coast. We're going to see some stronger winds. We're going to have the heavier rainfall. So. I don't think it's so important to focus on the exact track or the exact intensity, really focus on those impacts. And again, I think everyone in the state needs to be prepared. You're not going to see all of those potential impacts, but the potential is there for the rain, for the wind, for the storm surge if you're along the coast and maybe even some isolated tornadoes for Eastern parts of the state. So, um, again, I think everyone should be prepared. Don't focus so much on the intensity of the storm or the exact track. We're fairly confident we're going to see impacts from the system.
4: Do we have any expectation as to the
1: extent of damage on buildings or infrastructure? Based on the current forecast now of tropical storm force winds, um, you typically wouldn't get much damage to, to well-built structures. Um, certainly, with those kind of wind speeds, we could see down trees and power lines. Uh, um, you know, outdoor loose objects blown around, things like that. It's you know, we start getting to the hurricane force winds where we start getting a little bit more concerned about damage to actual structures, but. <clears throat> Something people could do now is take in any loose objects, you know, lawn furniture or anything that could blow around pretty easily, be prepared for maybe some power outages if, you know, trees fall on power lines or maybe some roads might be temporarily blocked if trees do come down. Those are the things that people can plan and and expect. uh, I think at this point,
4: this might be a question for the governor then understanding that that might be forthcoming. I guess what have we put in place to perhaps speed a cleanup or prepared for the cleanup in the aftermath?
0: But well, we, we
3: are prepared for that, but, uh General, or uh, it's yourself. Sure. Yes, um, well, we, one thing is we've got a great deal of experience in recovery uh, in much larger events than what we're expecting here for this particular one. So we've got good plans in place. Uh, it's built uh, at the local level and then state-supported. And then if the event's big enough, then there's federal funds to do that. But bottom line is that, uh, you know, we're, We'll get that uh, taken care of as quickly as possible, uh, and uh, we've got a great deal of experience in doing that.
1: Is there anything different uh, with how you got prepared for this hurricane as opposed to other storms in the past, or have you seen
3: any? Not really. Uh, it's pretty much the same, you know, getting ready to, uh, to do what we have to do. And a big part of it is the personal preparedness piece and trying to push that. But uh, nothing significantly different this time than we've done before. More no questions. Governor, are there any plans to issue state of emergencies either for specific counties or the whole state as we kind of get closer to this event?
0: Well, that's that's what I mentioned earlier. We are we are watching that. It's, we don't think it's time to do that. We'll do it when when the time comes, but we would urge everyone right now to to c- continue with your normal activities, but prepare for for the worst. We hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. We know that we're going to have high winds. We know we're going to have a lot of water. Uh, we know, uh, of course, Charleston, the coastal towns are going to see a lot of water. Charleston will have a lot of water in the streets because they, they do uh, in times like these. But we urge people, the main thing that the, we want the citizens to do is, just, is be prepared. And when it comes time to issue various orders, we'll do that.
2: Um, this morning, I saw a bunch of uh, trucks going uh, east on I-26. Is that, that then pre-positioning for potential Okay.
4: Um, uh, Yes, that is the case. Um, I didn't mention it earlier, but our utilities in our state have made arrangements should the need arise um, for additional personnel if they needed to call upon mutual aid. It's where a utility, uh, for example, Duke uh, has reached out to, to their Midwest, and so their Midwest operations have probably already started making their way down to Florida. Um, I talked with Dominion earlier today. Uh, they have an off-system off crew that's standing by of about 300. If they end up not needing that, those crews, those crews would be released to go down to Florida.
2: little question. Uh, Governor, if the flooding got really severe and people needed help, what agencies are they reaching out to? Would they have to dial 911, or has that been set aside yet?
3: Certainly, if it's an emergency situation, you know, 911 would, would be the way to go. Uh, also, you know, alerting their local county emergency manager that there's a situation, and part of what we have to do is build an intelligence picture, if you will, about where the problems are, so certainly if they can report that. Uh, but generally, it'll start at the local level, and then we've got a number of state agencies that are involved in uh, what we call mass care uh, and ensuring, uh, you know, people are taken care of if they have to uh, leave their home for whatever reason.
2: We'll um, are there going to be any shelters that will be open if people have to be evacuated to South Carolina? Right. Good question.
3: Uh, are you talking about evacuating to South Carolina? Yes. No, right now we don't have any plans to do that. Uh, some of the uh, local authorities are... Uh, exploring possibilities of opening up shelters in their own area uh, for people that might need shelter. Uh, But right now there's been no discussions about out-of-state sheltering. Is there a number that people can call if they do experience dam failures? What's
0: the best way to get in touch with uh, DHEC in that regard?
2: Um, if you just go to our website, scdhc.gov uh, forward slash dams, all that information is there. We also have a system where we've been automatically calling all of our dam owners and emailing them, and that information will be in those calls and emails as well.
4: More questions. We already saw USC move up its football game for Thursday. Are you giving that same advice to Clemson and um, its college game day activities?
0: Who's giving it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, We've we had, we had
0: conversations with him, but as far as don't
1: take away from Yeah, I can't sp- speak specifically to any university, but I know um, the National Weather Service is in touch with um, our uh, partners in county emergency management, and at most of the, the university uh, have emergency management departments that we're in contact with. So they're certainly aware of the forecast. Um, I'm not sure what decisions are being made, but they certainly should be aware of what, what we're expecting ultimately it's up to them is what you're saying? Yes, thanks. What's the
4: potential impact the storm will have in other areas across the state other than Charleston and the coastal
1: areas? Yeah, that's a a good point and I think I want to stress we're not just expecting this to be even though right now we have the tropical storm and storm surge warnings for Charleston County south along the coast we anticipate additional watches being issued uh, in the next coming days as Ian gets a little bit closer. So I, I don't want the focus just to be on the coast for this storm. I think there's certainly the, well, the storm surge happens at the coast, and that's where that inundation is going to occur um, in flood-prone areas. Really with anywhere from eight to, excuse me, three to eight inches of rainfall expected in about a two-day period, it's very likely that we'll to see some flash flooding. And, and right now that could occur anywhere in the state. It just depends where those heavier rain bands develop. So inland could certainly see that. The tropical storm force winds or equivalent winds can certainly be uh, an issue for much of the state. And In fact, when you get winds like that in areas in the upstate with a higher elevation, sometimes you get enhancement of the winds. You actually might get some stronger winds in the higher elevations than you do in, in other areas of the state. So uh, that's why we really don't want anyone to think that you know the storm isn't maybe going to impact them. Everyone should be prepared in the event that these impacts do occur.
0: How about
1: tornadoes? Yeah, and, and the threat of tornadoes, thank you, Governor. Is we think it's limited. That's probably out of all the potential impacts, um, the, the one we have the least concern with. And really, the focus for that would be isolated tornadoes, primarily across the eastern half of the state, and that looks to be maybe more Friday night into Saturday. And, of course, tornadoes are concerning, but they tend to be a little bit more isolated, impact smaller areas. So um, um, that's something that we would issue, you know, tornado warnings for as we see them developing on radar. And, and, you know, people should be aware of that, know what to do. In the event you are under a tornado warning, go to a safe spot in the lowest level of your home, away from, you know, windows and doors on the inside of the house. But um, that's the usual severe weather protocol that we have in the state.
0: More questions. Thank you very much.